Welcome to A Better HR Business, the podcast that looks at how HR consultants and HR tech firms grow their businesses and how they help their employers to get the best out of their people. Remember, for show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Okay, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm very pleased to be joined by David Warren. David is an employee relations consultant in the UK and the US. Hi, David. Thanks for joining me today. Hello, Ben. It's a pleasure. Great to have you here. David, let's get started and find out a bit about you and your business. So can you tell us about your background and how you got into consulting? Absolutely, yeah. Well, my background is that I joined the, uh, the post office in 1985, a long time ago now, and um, was a trade union official in the post office for uh, 20 years. Uh, first of all, at area level, and then at a regional level, and then finally at a national level. And then in 2010, I had to take um, redundancy and leave the job because uh, my partner had become ill. And um, I decided it was the right thing to do because she needed more and more support. So I became her carer. And I had a LinkedIn profile um, for a while then. Um, then in 2013, out of the blue, I was approached by a consultancy company uh, to do work for them. And um, it's really that's really what started it. I didn't sort of uh, choose the career it kind of chose me and um, since then I've been doing the um, the consultancy work uh, via that um, uh, consultancy network and um, a couple of others as well. That's quite some story. My first ever boss out of the university had a similar story came out of the union movement and into HR management. Was that a tricky transition for you? It took a bit of thinking about yes it did take a bit of thinking about um, but um, it has been really useful because um, what I offer is something completely unique, really. Uh, there's lots and lots of people with HR um, experience. My HR experience comes from the other side of the fence. You know, I've obviously dealt with HR a lot in my job. I've dealt with a lot of managers and personnel, as we used to call it then. Um, but um, I, I, like the, I, like the, I like the discussions. I like being input my ideas. And I, offer, I often say to people, you know, that... Um, what I have got, and I have never forgotten, is um, I can speak to you as somebody who worked on the shop floor. I didn't go straight from um, the blue-collar job into the union job. I was um, six years a working postman, um, both in a uh, factory-type setup of a sorting office and also out on the road delivering. Um, and you know, it gave me a really good insight um, into what people, what motivates people, what doesn't motivate people. Uh, what their desires are from a, from a job, and also represented them as well, which is another interest was another interesting experience. So, yeah, it's a bit of a strange transition, but um, and a quite a big transition. But it's one I've really enjoyed because it's just something I love talking about. I'm passionate about um, trying to increase productivity in a way that um, helps the company and also helps the workforce. Yeah, it's very sensible. I know from my early years in the HR industry, I was in heavily unionized environments, so typically close to 100% in the blue collar side of things. Uh, and mm. and that made things tough. So change, new machinery, new technology, there were fears of job losses. So you know, would there be industrial action, all that sort of thing? But I remember one particular occasion where there was a particular employee who was not great for various reasons and it dragged on to the point where eventually eventually um, we terminated the employment typical response was oh what's going to happen is there going to be strike action or will the union or the blue collar section if you like 
will they kick up a fuss and be all angry? But in fact, a number of them came up to me on the quiet and said, oh, what took you so long? We were waiting mm. for that person to leave. So your perspective, I think, would do wonders for any business because it does give you a whole fresh outlook on solutions to potential problems and management issues that they're facing. So what consulting do you do now and who are your typical clients? Well, they vary. I mean, they, they can be in the UK or, or in the US. I mean, a lot of them are um, linked to Royal Mail. A lot of them are people that um, are looking to invest in Royal Mail um, in terms of getting the shares in Royal Mail. And um, they want to talk about the long-term uh, prospects of the company because it's obviously been a private company now for 2013. I think that was the trigger that um, that got the thing going was, you know, because the the first approach came when the privatisation was in, was actually going through, yeah. and I was very busy for a short period. Then I've managed to tick over since, you know, and get still get clients. Um, I've had others. I mean, I've had um, people that are into companies. People that are interested in investing in companies. I had a uh, can't remember what the company was now, but it was certainly wasn't a Royal Mail company. Mm-hmm. I've had others, um, airlines, for example. Um, what I'm trying to do all the time is to try and branch out and get more more clients, you know, uh, as everybody is. But um, productivity is a big issue. You know, you hear the government talking about it, you hear the CBI talking about it. And um, I've got a long memory of of, of productivity schemes. Um, And one of the problems we had in Royal Mail was there were a number of productivity schemes that just didn't work. They didn't pay people out. I'm a great believer in in, uh, employee share ownership type schemes. I think John Lewis have got a brilliant model. Uh, my late father worked there for 40 years and he was, you know, um, such a company man. I and mean, he, he described himself as a partner, not an employee. Right. And one of the reasons why everybody in the company was so keen for it to be successful was they had the possibility of a four-figure bonus at the end of the year. That's a great motivator for people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've seen people in, in lunchrooms, in different locations, looking up the newspaper to find the, the share price of the company that they work for because of those employee stock ownership schemes so yeah you're, you're right can we go back to when you're saying that people were looking at investing in and so they were seeking your advice what kind of questions were you helping with all kinds of things really um what the prospects are for um investment um how, how the companies well certainly in terms of um royal mail how they're positioned in the um competitive in the competitive sector they're in because of course royal mail is now moving more to a parcel type company because letter, the letter side is declining yep. so they've got a lot of competition there from Amazon and, and others um, what motivates the workforce uh, the possibility obviously always if there's going to be a problem with the unions um, in the company um, and similar with, with others you know it's the same kind of conversation really you know how, how do they sit I mean it was the same with I did one recently with, with, the, with the airlines I can't remember which company it was now I was, I was talking to but uh, talking about but um, it was the same thing really how are they positioned competitively what are the unions like um, in the airlines I mean the airlines are quite interesting because they've got the blue collar union which um, represents the uh, baggage people which is a unite union but they've also got the the, um, the pilots union which is much more of a professional um, type union and just completely different uh, culture to unite um, so yeah, it's, it's always the same kind of thing, really. I mean, it's you know um, how the company is 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 um, positioned in terms of its its sector and how it how it's going to compete in the future or not. New technology, the impact of that, employee relations, um, possibility of um, industrial relations difficulty, and 
productivity issues and staff motivation. It's, it's, it's you know it's the the same kind of it's a transferable discussion really because you know most companies are in the same position. I mean obviously some are not unionised that would be different. Um, but again, it's a lot of companies. I mean I do my research. I keep an eye on these things. A lot of companies are really struggling with with productivity. This is a really interesting positioning you've got then. So you're almost like a due diligence expert in the HR employee relations space for companies to come in and invest in their targeted company. Is that right? I, I would put it a bit like that. That's a good way of putting it, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I've seen plenty of um, HR businesses that do due diligence or, or pre-work for new projects. You know, So you've got to get all your I's dotted and your T's crossed before a new project can be approved and things like that. So that's similar sort of work perhaps or an understanding, but you're at the other end where they want to get an understanding of the business they're coming into. So that's... That's a really interesting positioning. So how do you branch out then and gain that understanding of other companies outside of Royal Mail? Well, um, I think it's, you know, if, if it's a unionised company, then um, it's about what sort of union they, they've got in the company. I mean, the, 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 the situation with the post was quite interesting because the union I was involved in was relatively militant uh, by British standards up to the privatisation period, but it's obviously actually changed its approach. Um, to um, the company in a in a, in a, in a privatised environment. Um, I mean, you know, it's, it's about what the what the union is like um, in that sector, um, and what the company is like in that sector. But the, the employee motivation thing goes across. You know, that, that can be anywhere. You know, the issues are the same. I mean, I, before I worked in Royal I worked in other other jobs, and the problems were the same. You know, disengagement, people feeling disengaged from the company, disengaged from their manager. Uh, don't feel they've got a stake in the company. Don't feel that the company. Don't feel that if the company is successful, they are going to benefit from that. And I, I think those conversations can be had about any company anywhere. And you know what I've always, what I say to people is I can put you I, I can put you in the mind of the worker. You know because I worked for ten years ten years or so. Yeah, about ten years in low paid jobs. Um, in companies, different kinds of companies, and one, the similarities were there every time I moved on, because people was, had the same problems and the same issues in their workplace. So who are the people that typically contact you, or that you contact uh, within the client companies? What kind of position is that? Well, the vast majority of, uh, of it comes through the consultancy. Um, uh, side of things, the most, the ninety-nine percent of the time, there this is people looking to invest. It's looking to invest in the company, so it's people that are looking for um, some kind of map to some success. I mean, they want to know if the, if, the, if the share price is going to increase and and the company is going to be successful in, in the in the in the, the, the sort of period ahead. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not an expert on on how the stock exchange works and how hedge funds work. But I, I understand that people who invest in companies want to invest for for a period of time. Um, they obviously want to see a return. Um, so it tends to be that those clients, you know, that are saying, "Well, what's it going to be like in a year's time? What's it going to be like in two years' time? Yeah. Um, what's happening? Going to happen in in the future? Yeah. Um, is there going to be an, is there going to be an industrial relations problem?" Okay. Uh, those kind of things, um, and you know, the 
it's been great because every single person has, has been really, really pleased with the work I've done with them. And I've had repeat uh, meetings and repeat conversations um, with those clients um, as time's gone on. In fact, I've had, um, you know, some that have continued to talk to me even after they have invested in the company, you know. Really? That's very good. Mm. Great sign. I was going to ask how you got your clients. You mentioned uh, partnering up with a consultancy. So how do you find new clients going forward? Con same strategy or are you looking at different things? Well, that's something that's something that um, I'm still trying to do because you know the the I, w I do really feel that I could you know offer a, offer the same service to more people. I'm quite active on LinkedIn, um, which is you know worked reasonably well for me. Um, I did have a website for a while, well, I think for the first year, for a year or so, but it didn't really bring anything else in, anything extra in, so I didn't continue with that. Um, but I network on LinkedIn. Um, I've made some good connections there. Um, I'm hoping that that's going to be a route to, um, you know, finding some more, um, some more clients from a kind of wider uh, model, as it were. Yeah, uh, LinkedIn's a beast, so that's good that you're there. Uh, what kind of connections are you making, and what kind of things are you sharing or doing on LinkedIn? I've joined the group. I've joined some groups. I mean, there's a group, the HR Talk, which is very interesting. Um, there's a there's a logistics group as well, which is interesting i've had some conversations actually with their um their their kind of association there's a logistics um forum um which have got their own website i've had some conversations with them um you know i also comment um on on the post sometimes um i found a guy actually who um uh does similar work to me in the in the us which is very interesting nice. uh, again with a similar background there's a teamsters union official i think he was oh, wow. Um, so I've linked up with some people there. I've also found a guy um, in, Aust in Australia, I spoke to recently on LinkedIn, who's doing similar work to me there, and one other in Scotland. Um, in fact, we had a good chat. With, I had a good chat with Malcolm from Scotland, and we we agreed that we're the only two people in the UK do, with our kind of background. <laughs> he, he was a, a full-time official of the uh, Prospect Union, which is a civil wow. service and. Wow. Uh, energy company union so we're it really um and we had a good chat so i am doing all that and i'm enjoying that as well you know so it's good that's correct and that's one of the things i've i've been told you know as i've i did i've done some contest and networking events and and, and had conversations with lots of people and they all say the same thing you know networking is the way forward really mm -hmm. you know it's about meeting people and um finding out that, that what they do you find out what what uh, they do they find out what you do and word of mouth can often find you in the right place at the right time. Yeah. And get you some more clients. Definitely. It's interesting you've been uh, identifying some people doing similar things in other places, whether it's the US, Australia, Scotland or whatever, because partnerships are a really powerful way to accelerate things for a win-win solution. And it's great that you got someone in Scotland because I, I actually remember flying to Aberdeen to run a, a meeting with some angry logistics workers. And I sat there for an hour taking notes and stuff, but to this day, I still don't know actually what they said because they had the strongest accent I've ever heard. I would say, yeah, well, I, yeah. I, I think I think the I think the Geordies are the worst though. Oh, I, I, I work <laughs> with a Geordie, I work with a Geordie guy, and and he's a lovely guy, but I mean, blimey, uh, he was very very hard to understand. Uh, I must just add, by the way, yes. I, I must just add the consultancy networks have been brilliant. Okay. I, they are fantastic to work 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 with. I mean, they they set the they set the they set the uh, the work up for you. They send you the the, the information. Um, and you know you go from there and they the, the support they give you is, is brilliant 
and um, I can recommend them to other people. I mean, if people are looking, I did say this to a couple of people that, you know, I mean, the companies that I did, the consultancy networks I work for are not just looking for me. They're looking for anybody with any expertise. Really? And um, I've sort of pointed people in their direction and said, look, you know, if you think you can do a job for these people, get in touch because it is such a good model. They find clients for you. Um, they sort out the payment for you. And, you know, the, the support they give you is just first class. Oh, that's great. Back to the LinkedIn when you were networking and in different groups and things like that, with the kind of work you do where it's investors coming in looking for the due diligence side of things, are you networking online within LinkedIn with the right group, so the HR people? Because they're not necessarily the client that you work with. You're working with investors or perhaps that's through a consultancy. But if you're in there posting stuff, discussing stuff in an HR forum, will your end users or end clients actually see that? Well, maybe, maybe, maybe not. The, the HR people, the HR side of things is what I'm looking to kind of move into. You know, the, the other work I'm convi- con- sort of convinced after five years is going to keep you know, coming in because it has done, you know. Um, but I'm really looking for um, a new avenue, as it were, um, to say to HR people and people with employee relations in companies that there, there is somebody here um, that you might be need or you better use in the future. I did have a conversation with a guy um, in the regional office of the um, Institute of Directors um, a while back, and he said to me, you know, um, that, that you've definitely got a unique um, sort of background. Yeah. And he felt that there, you know, was a possibility uh, of me being able to um, work with a wider range of clients um, in terms of saying, well, I can mediate, I can do the job as a, I can work as a mediator, um, I can help with negotiations, I can help with productivity issues, I can help with employee uh, satisfaction survey type work. Um, so I'm looking to kind of expand into that, and that's the reason that I'm, you know, um, there on LinkedIn. We're well, not the only reason, but one of the reasons I'm doing the work in LinkedIn. In fact, the HR talk. I think somebody asked me to join that group, which is very nice. Very they put me in the group, um, having seen my um, LinkedIn profile. So that's kind of the the next step, as it were. Yeah. Which HR companies or consultants do you think market themselves well, and what is it that they do so well? Well, that's a difficult one for me because um, I, I there, there's just so many. There's just so many out there. I mean, I've just been, you know, obviously something I looked at and, and investigated. I mean, there's just so many out there, and I think you know a lot of. I think a lot of the um, sort of success of these companies is through the word of mouth, reputation type thing. I mean, one of the bits of advice I was given was I, I thought about doing Google ads. I thought about doing marketing and all the rest of it and everybody that i spoke to a while back said to me don't do that don't do that because you'll be wasting your money the the way to get work in this in this um in any field really is by getting yourself into the out there into networking getting involved in chambers of commerce uh, business hubs all that kind of thing and getting yourself well known i think the problem with the marketing is the ones that do market there's just so many it almost becomes mind-boggling You know, it almost becomes mind-boggling. Yeah, it does. But that, that goes back to the previous point about trying to choose core areas of strength because, yes, you can go out and network and uh, get into discussion forums and things like that, but 
it's very hard for other businesses to refer in if they don't know what you stand for. So if you're the employee survey person and then some mediation work and then some, I don't know, training on employee relations stuff, maybe it, they don't know what that stands for and, and how to refer in clients. So the, again, um, I think you're in a, a good, strong position with the area you're in and it's just defining it, making it really clear and you're already doing that. And the partnerships you've got in other places, I think is a really interesting opportunity to partner up and do, share some content or anything. So, yeah. Um, yeah, well, that's, that, the, the, I think the LinkedIn profile is really important. I mean, um, my my partner is a um, is a careers advisor, so um, she'd gave me some tips on what to do and she had to look at it. And I think I asked a couple of other people to have a look at it as well, you know, because it is, it is definitely, I mean, it's what got me into this, you know. Yep. I mean, it, 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 it was a, you know, I wasn't employed, I wasn't advertising myself as an employee relations consultant. I was, I just set up a LinkedIn profile. I can't even remember why, <laughs> um, but it got me into this. Obviously, I've done some work on it since then, you know. Um, but I think that's really, really important because that's what I look at if I get connection requests, if I'm looking through, you know. Um, and it tells you, you can learn a lot from somebody's um, LinkedIn profile, I think. And it's just, you, know, you can find lots of people as well. I mean, it's a really, really good networking site and really good. For the price for it, it's a fantastic initiative. Definitely, well worth going back and listening to the interview I did with Nigel Cliff, the LinkedIn expert. He talks about the profile, particularly in some of the other bits and pieces. So, for people listening, check that one out because there's a a strong correlation Mm. there. The employee relations and the HR industry continues to evolve at a rapid rate. What change and challenges do you see now and into the future? Well, I think um, the, the, the fourth industrial revolution, which, they, which we hear a lot of talk about, is going to be a, a real big one for everything. It's going to affect everything because automation is just gathering pace. Um, I saw that in Royal Mail. I mean, you know, the automation program there wiped out thousands of jobs and closed the large numbers of, 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 of sorting offices. And, um, you know, it's going to be a lot more of that um, coming you know, I mean, just just for example, um, just take an industry, the car industry. I mean, there's going to be a shift there from clearly going to be a shift there from petrol cars to um, electric cars. That's going to, in my view, lead to job losses uh, or people having to change their job skills. And um, people working in HR are going to have to deal with that. I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a very interesting period um, for people who work in the HR industry. Uh, I think the other challenge, what I just keep coming back to, is you know the the, the raising employee morale and with it increasing productivity because we're still behind on productivity. Um, everybody talks about it, uh, you know, in in the in the sort of you know uh, the CBI, the, the government, the trade union, Congress. Um, productivity is an issue, and, and HR and employee. In relations people have got a key role in that finding ways to um, get people you know people people need to come to work and be looking forward to their day and also at the same time feeling that they are part of that company and that company's success is down to them and if it does happen if they are, the company is successful then they will benefit from that I have known too many people in my time who are totally demotivated um, in in workplaces and in companies, and that could be put right and changed with some very small things just being 
done a bit different. Like what? Well, I think the, the key one is is, um, is bonus schemes. That, that's a, a classic one. Uh, some kind of employee stake. It can be things like the price of the coffee. Um, it can be things like uh, what you said earlier. It can be things about like employees not being um, all treated fairly. It can be some guy or, or, or woman who's you know um, still there, and everybody else thinks they should they should have been got rid of because they're they're slacking off. It, be, it could be that their line manager doesn't deal with them properly, um, doesn't ask them uh, what they think, or, or doesn't speak to them in, in, the, in the right way. Um, it's all kinds of things, all kinds of things that can contribute to poor morale and poor productivity. And it's about drilling down and finding those um, and addressing them. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, what's your advice to employee relations or HR professionals and employers on how to face these challenges? The thing to do is, is to is to be able to adapt to the new um, circumstances that are coming. Just keep adapting. Just keep adapting, and and, and work, look at what's what's going to happen in the future. What's going to happen in the future? I mean, as I say, the, this fourth industrial revolution is already starting, and um, it's the same with companies. I mean, companies have to have to be looking forward. You know, we used to have. Um, companies that manufactured videos <laughs> they don't anymore do they they manufactured dvds instead yeah. we used to have companies that um processed film you know i think they've probably gone out of, out of business now it's about being able to see what's going to happen in the future and adapting to it yeah ibm's a classic isn't it building computers and then they've evolved into the consulting space and going strong so absolutely all right any tips on interesting people websites tools podcasts books whatever that can help employee relations or hr businesses grow faster well i've got to say your website is is pretty <laughs> impressive um you know i was i was very impressed with with it and i think it's it's a really good uh what you're doing is really good you know and i'm really really pleased to be on here talking to you oh thank you um you know, um, so yeah, I would say have a look at your have a look at your website. Um, listen to your podcasts. Um, I mean, podcasts are really good, aren't they? I mean, you know, on anything now, you can get a podcast. There's pod all kinds of podcasts, um, and they're a fantastic way of um, you know having a short um, burst of, of a lot of information. Uh, and you know, in, in the age we're in now, um, they're invaluable. Uh, and I think what you're doing with that is just it's just great. Well, thank you very much. And the rise of the podcast has, is, uh, I think, for me personally, changed a commute. Uh, commutes can actually be enjoyable for a change. So that's one thing technology has helped us with anyway. Yeah, so, absolutely. So, David, if people want to learn more about you, refer clients to you, partner up with you, something else, how do they best get in touch with you? Well, I'm on LinkedIn. So, you know, there's the LinkedIn profile. Uh, David Warren. Um, my email. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, David Warren. Uh, my email address is uh, warren underscore david at hotmail.co.uk. And my mobile number is 07933 510923. Very good. So here you are working with investment firms and things like that, trying to do major investments into Royal Mail and other large companies. Uh, and you have no website, and you're using Hotmail, so I'm very impressed with that. Going old school, but progressing nicely. Well, they can also find they can also find me. I, I should, should do it. A Gerson Lehman Group, um, you know, the consultancy forum that found me by far the most work, and they can find me on there as well. They can do it via that if they want to. You know. Brilliant. All right, I'll add um, that to the show notes as well. 
yeah, Gersman, Gerson Demon Group. They are really, I mean, again, I, just a fantastic company. I mean, I really enjoy working for them. Great people. Oh, that's excellent. That's very good to hear. I'll have to get in touch with them and <laughs> get them on because they sound great. Excellent. Uh, David, thank you. I think we've covered some really good stuff and some very interesting information. And yeah, there's a lot of change coming out our way. So uh, it sounds like you're on the front foot with that one. Thanks for coming on. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us today on A Better HR Business, the podcast that explores the world of HR consulting and HR tech businesses. For show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and share the show with any friends who are busy growing a HR business. Thanks and see you next time.